0: Good evening, welcome to another episode of Bobcast, with you as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Back here in the heart of the fall weather, it finally seems as if the summer air has lifted. The leaves have fallen, which also brings us the return of one of our favorite television shows, The Walking Dead. The season premiere was on Sunday evening, uh, ep- excuse me, season eight, episode one. Uh, with that being said, we're just going to get right into it. Don't mind the cats in the background going insane. Uh, please welcome back to the Bobcast, Kevin Quinn. Heyo. Um, Kevin, we've been waiting for, well, it seems forever for The Walking Dead to come back. The Walking Dead came back on Sunday evening. Tell me, like, first off, how are you? You good?
1: I'm good, man. I'm chilling with him in
0: the dream. The last time we did this, we also talked about at the beginning we talked about uh, Walker Stalker Convention which you so maybe we can just brush upon that you you went, you ventured out again I guess it was the end of September to the Walker Stalker Convention
1: yeah it was in Oaks PA it was mm-hmm. uh, September uh, 30th and October 1st was that weekend mm-hmm. uh, yeah it was a good time um, uh, seemed like it was um, uh, more well attended this year than it was last year um, you know it's funny how you can see the progression of the fans and the um um the attendance and the booths for the characters based on
0: how the show (laughs) how the show does you know um and there's also other characters from other tv shows who venture in almost like cameos right to like
1: yeah it wasn't the vikings guys or whatever yeah there wasn't as many other show uh characters there this year like they had um Sean Patrick Flannery, I think that's his name, uh, mm-hmm. from um, Boondock Saints was there. He yeah. had like a... He must be... Norman Reedus. Norman, Norman hit it off. And <laughs> yeah. He, he yeah. kind of
0: just stayed like stagnant, right? It's like Bill and Ted's. Yeah, this Keanu <laughs> <Toronto laughs> blew up and the other guy... The Speaking other guys, of which, not to hey. get off topic, yeah. I really want to see that Bill and Ted 3. I read like the... You know they're trying to make that, right? No. So like, They're trying <clears> desperately God. to get this film off the ground. Basically, it's... Bill and Ted are in their fifties and they still haven't written the song, and they have kids who are like now teenagers who are like looking at them like you guys used to be rock stars like whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I anything Bill and Ted sign me up anything Keanu Reeves to be honest with you I, I enjoy. <laughs> um, no, I didn't hear that. Uh, is there any is there a script pending or the script production? is out? They have okay. a script. Um, I can't remember exactly. It's called Bill and Ted. Maybe I forget. I can't quote the title but it's very if you google it you'll, you'll see it but Keanu's been out doing press for huh. some new movie and everyone of course they're asking him two questions right now they're saying how do you feel about the Matrix reboot and how do you feel about Bill and Ted he doesn't really comment so much on the Matrix reboot because let's face it who the hell needs another reboot you know what I mean like the reboots in general are just getting so out of hand the Matrix number one forget two and three you know, mm-hmm. 2 and 3 are such a jumbled mess of them yeah. trying to rush together to get a picture. You know, they filmed it congruent. I think they filmed it back-to-back, actually. Yeah. But The Matrix is a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Like, you could watch oh, it. the first one, yeah. The first one. You could watch it today. Mm-hmm. Even if you watch it, like, on your like on your phone. Like, the way it was a digital film, it still holds up. It still looks like it was filmed, like, last year. Yeah. But, yeah, Keanu.
1: Well, just the concept of it, too, was just so above and beyond anything at that time, too, that was coming out. It was a time in Hollywood where ideas were still kind of original. I mean, I know it's kind of mm-hmm. off of the Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. is the you know the the basis for yeah, the Matrix, right? Anime, yeah. uh, which actually did come out f- was it last year or, f- or the year
0: before? With uh, I think it was last year, and then it was uh, whitewashed. Yeah, was upset about that. Yeah, um, well, it's happening a lot in Hollywood where. You know, yeah, it's nothing but roles. reboots
1: anymore. I mean, look, there are yeah. some movies I I could see yeah, doing a reboot of it, given the time that it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the, um, I guess uh, what's the word I'm thinking? I'm like brain farting
0: over here trying Sorry. to think of words. Sorry. You know, sometimes that um, happens on the podcast. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it happens in regular life. You just
1: like, well, what you have? Uh, just the the way that you could. Uh, Special effects, right? Special yeah. effects weren't as good, or uh, you do it, things, things didn't translate as well from, uh, you know, on onto film back, you know, when when things came out too. Like yeah. when I think about like um, Dawn of the Dead was one of my favorite yeah. reboots that they did. That's such a great like, movie, such a good movie in itself. But then mm-hmm. the reboot they did, I think, was 2004 that came out, mm-hmm. was just amazing. I loved it. Uh, I I, I, was I still watch it when it comes in. on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Features in
0: it from House of Cards. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'll watch it. Um, you know, uh, Ty Burrell. Modern families at the time. Yeah, I'm I'm such too. a weirdo. Like I'll watch that and wrap presents at Christmas time. It's just my. It's okay, my. Yeah, it's I, one I, of my. Uh, that, yeah. It's one of my rituals. I wrap Christmas presents and watch Dawn of the Dead.
0: The, I actually. I mean, this is so weird. We're just this is supposed to be a Walking Dead podcast, <laughs> but Dawn of the Dead has the best intro scene of any zombie film. Mm-hmm. That like you know like the relationship between her and her husband. He comes yeah. out the bathtub, mm-hmm. but then that one shot that gets me so much is like after she's escaped the neighborhood and shit's like gone completely crazy. Yeah, there's this one long crane shot. They're like wait, it's actually like a drone shot, mm-hmm. and they're following the car along yeah. the road and all this mayhem is happening on the street. Yeah. And it's actually Zack Snyder that directed that. Mm-hmm. He did Batman vs. Superman. And yeah. I mean, I feel bad for him. I mean, he had some some great movies. He's been critically lauded. He lost his daughter. Um, she committed suicide. He had a jump off of uh, Justice League because of it. You know, I mean, he he's a quality filmmaker who knows how to capture the image in the lens. Yeah. Like, perfectly. Oh, absolutely. Dawn of the Dead, though. Love it. Yeah. Love every part. The dude across the street. The yeah. sign. Like, what's his name? Bill? Or um... What? But wow. that whole, like, concept, like, everything about it, like, when they're taking out the celebrities, like, you know, like, in yeah. the self-contained inside the mall, like, you know, something about the mall, too, it's, like, uh-huh. it's very apocalyptic, like, you know, if you think about it, like, where would you go? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. the mall. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. I can't imagine being stuck in the Plymouth meeting mall, though, for, oh, like, hell the apocalypse. No. That would be the worst. No, we got
1: all these, these, uh, mall security guys that are, like, thinking that they're cops, and they're yeah. like, yeah, this is our, this is our place, we're, we're staying, you know, go find somewhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Um you know but uh, yeah it was one of my favorites the way they just uh, reshot that and uh, you know it it was it held a little bit true to the original where they went to the mall but I think they you know the whole point of the reboot was to change the story just a little bit you know um, Sarah Polley was amazing in that too I remember her back from uh, kids uh, when she was just uh, real young and then to see her like grow and become uh, she's also in Go too right yeah in Go I love Go Mm yeah
0: they don't make movies like that at all like, no. any ago. like, we were, like, what, like, 15, 16 when that came out? And, like, I remember just being so floored by that. <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole, like, you know, the nonlinear storytelling that it all comes together, uh-huh. you know? That was, like, one of the first. And, now, like, you know...
1: Well, I mean, it was it was very similar storytelling mm-hmm. to, like, a Quentin Tarantino-ish uh, yes. style. You're right. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, or think of, like, Vantage Point was the same kind of way, too, where... I never it was saw like, that. That's like, uh, um, it was really good, too. It was, um... The dude from Lost. Forrest Whitaker was in it. Yeah. Um... Uh, Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. um, God, what the hell's his name is the, the main uh, the main actor uh, was in Inner Space.
0: Dennis Quaid, uh, I love Dennis Inter-space, Quaid, yeah, too. Dennis
1: Quaid's in it. Um, Where's the
0: <laughs> sequel for Inner Space? For Christ's sake, I've been waiting for what <laughs> thirty years. Right.
1: No, but yeah, but just the different. Uh, uh, we're going to tell you that we're going to tell you one story. We're going to tell you from different vantage points of different people throughout the entire movie. I, I definitely like that take on uh, story story taking as well, our story
0: uh, telling as well. So, like, the non-linear, non-linear, like, flashback or, like, the non-linear storytelling, I guess, would be a good segue into The Walking Dead. This season premiere starts off very similar to, I mean, I remember, like, season seven. Like, I was like, okay, this is the beginning. We skipped ahead. We didn't see, you know, who Negan took out. And by the way, there's lots of spoilers on this podcast. We're going to get real heavy in it. If you don't watch The Walking Dead, you got to turn this shit off. Delete me. <laughs> um it starts off again with this non-linear thing, and we're, we're watching Rick Grimes. He's very upset. He's very emotional. And we're seeing this glimpse into the future, right? So, like, I know for the comic book people out there who read it, they probably figured out what that is. You you may know, right? I haven't gotten that far. I'm up to issue uh, 95
1: right now. Mm-hmm. My plan is uh, I go on vacation next month is to mm-hmm. read the, the third compendium uh, book, mm-hmm. which is uh, – uh, ninety five through I think one forty four. So, okay. so yeah. you get issue one hundred so, in there with Glenn and uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I mean, there, there. So my wife and I were talking about her theory is um, that where we see Old Man Rick and Michonne and Carl is his hope for what the future is going to look like, but maybe that it isn't quite written yet, and that's not quite what it is because then we see another. We see another shot of Rick, just his face, where he obviously looks upset and sweaty and like he might be crying and he actually utters the line.
0: There's a glare of like some sort of artwork, glass artwork in his eyes.
1: Right. And he utters, uh, mercy prevails over my wrath, uh, which could be the actual way things shook out from their start to the war. So the theory is that he – the glimpses to flash-forwards of him being old was what he was hoping the future would be. Because if you remember last season, they did a flash-forward or they did like a a scene where everybody was sitting around the the table. table, It was the season opener. It was the season Mm -hmm. opener of last year where they're like, what could have been? Think about tomorrow. Think Mm -hmm. about what could happen. Think about what did happen. Uh, and it's everybody sitting at the table, and it has that, like, fuzzy feel to the frame mm-hmm. of the shot. Yeah. Well, the Luminosity. old man Rick mm-hmm. had the same exact feel to it. I think it's, yeah, it's good his vision of what the future could be,
0: him mm-hmm. growing old with Michonne and
1: Judith's finally growing up. And- Question on that, though. <laughs>
0: yeah. I heard, you know, like, obviously Rick looks old, you know? Mm-hmm. He's a little wrinkly. He's got yeah. a gray beard. He's got spiked hair. Um... Carl's voice. They, they 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 took it in the Adobe Premiere and they they deepened the audio. Like I heard it, like just like you know, like they took the line and they just brought him down a little bit yeah. to pubertize him. <laughs> Michonne didn't look any different to me. Did you catch that? Well, yeah. I mean. You know, there was. She
1: made the comment on The Talking Dead, because I watched that as well, that she said that, you know Rick was – they were joking that they made him look so much older and that Michonne didn't really look old. And she's like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. You know, black don't crack.
0: She did say so, that. did get a chance to watch it. I fell asleep, though. Yeah, yeah.
1: but so you don't really know how old so, everybody is on the show either. Like they've never really acknowledged birthdays or anything like that. So you don't really know how old Rick is. You mm. kind of get an estimation that he's probably like in his – Late forties, early fifties, right? Given the given how old Carl is, True. but you have no idea how old Michonne is either, or how any, how old any mm-hmm. any
0: other characters are really supposed to be. You know, but did Michonne have any makeup on during that scene? Because I don't recall her like having. A- she was just sitting at the table, like, "Yeah, what's up, old man? Rick? How you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I think she. You look an old and
1: decrepit. What's up with had- that watch in your cane? I think she had a little bit of gray in the dreads, but not not as much, not nearly as much. I mean. Right. It was so weird because they made it was they made it seem like Rick was so much older but then you know uh, Judith was really only Dang, like a yeah. couple
0: years older. So maybe this theory that you're talking about is correct and that it's just Rick's what Rick is envisioning that he mm-hmm. wants out of this situation. So in other words like he wants to defeat Negan and he become an old ass man who can't get out of bed without cane. <laughs> without cane. Yeah, or he gets man. injured. So yeah, that without an old man's cane. I mean, let's first talk about, like, okay, Andrew Lincoln... I can watch a whole episode of just close-ups of Andrew Lincoln. Have you noticed in the last two seasons, they are using his eyes more than ever as characters almost? know Like, they, this is always his close-up shot. It was at a the season seven premiere, you know, the blood came here on the trail of his cheek, mm. and now we're opening with the same stuff. It's, like, Andrew Lincoln's eyes. And, like, kudos to him for being such a good actor because he gets himself in an emotional tizzy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anybody else that can produ- that can do something quite as, like, you know... Dramatic as him. Well, you know? think about
1: too the what well, you're what well, you're referring to the the artistic view of the of the shots that they take. You look at Greg Nicotero a lot. Of, a lot of those okay. episodes have been directed by him, and mm-hmm. it could just be his take did on. Did he direct
0: last? night? I think Sunday? he did. I'm did. pretty sure
1: he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm almost positive he did because mm-hmm. he was talking about uh, specific um, things from the episode on The Talking Dead. He came out on the stage. <clears throat> One of them was the the single head that was kind of like still moving. It was an homage. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, uh, for sure, like, you know, uh, one of the things I always loved about Andrew Lincoln in this role too, is that how you just completely, I mean, it's job of an actor to get you to believe that mm-hmm. there are somebody else, but mm-hmm. I totally just am like in awe of how well he is Rick Grimes, he really you know, is. like one of my favorite, it's such a weird one-off scene too, but one of my favorite scenes of him was, him him and Shane, they were driving, it was um, season two, 18 Miles Out, where they're driving Randall out to, mm-hmm. you know, basically let him go, mm-hmm. and um, he starts talking to Shane, and he has this whole kind of monologue about how they need to be smarter about taking out the walkers and... Not use guns as much and start using their knives. And he's like, maybe the weather does affect them. We don't really know yet. And he's like, just telling this random one-off story. You know, like Mm -hmm. his his cousin got stuck on the highway because it was a snow and ended up eating birthday cake and watching Lord of the Rings on tape. You know, like it's just such like just the way his delivery Delivery. of Mm -hmm. stuff is just amazing. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't think you have to have all this like explosion. You know, like to draw people in and get people sucked in. I think a lot of the time it's about how. The dialogue is written and how and how well that someone can you know deliver those lines you know and i think they've really made a good choice with um, with casting andrew lincoln as, as rick grimes and mm-hmm. you know and i think one of the biggest things that people love this show much more than fear is that you have an investment an emotional connection to these characters much more than fear characters my brother says you know? that fear really picked up this this
0: season it has. i heard it's like amazing like <coughs> said that season two and three,
1: season two and three
0: were so much better than season one. Yep. You know, uh, you you start to. I'm out though. Like I I'm, I know. was out mid season premiere, uh, uh, season two. I like I was like I can't watch this no more. It's mm-hmm. not really connecting with me. And like, but Sam said to me, he's like, Bob, you really got to check it out because apparently you know, character motivations have changed and there's a whole bunch of new stuff. And very much excited to. I did read because I'm a huge Abraham fan. You know, they're going to tie that together. So apparently, at the end of Fear, right, they, they're they saying they're going to Houston mm-hmm. and that's where Abraham was. And like, I think Kudlitz, like, um, was he there, by the way, at Walker Stalker? Yes. Do he yeah. have the mustache still? Yeah. He yep. still has the mustache. He still has it. Yeah. That's a yeah. sign enough in it. You know, what I mean, that's it yeah. right there. They're, they're going to gear up and start filming with him because I think he went to another show and didn't work. I mean, like, he is so good as Abraham. Mm-hmm. I could watch four more, five more seasons of Abraham just pulling people out of the mud. You know what I mean? like Mother dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, all those lines and, like, I mean, I miss Abraham. And to tie in what you were saying with Andrew Lincoln, you know, like, the monologues are great, but also, like, the physical acting. Uh, season 7, the premiere, when Negan wants to take off Carl's um, hand at a 45-degree uh-huh. angle with yeah. the axe, yeah. um, when... Andrew Lincoln starts to cry, and this one snot bubble pops. Yeah, that's real. That yeah. is some real shit right there. And he's like, "It could be me. It could be me." You know? Yeah. And like, I'm just like, "Oh my god, dude!" Just so like, you know, detailed. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, um, that's
1: cool. yeah. I mean, I, I definitely thought season two and season three of Fear definitely picked up a lot more for me. You started to see more of the the character development and. Uh, the story, you know, took some some better mm-hmm. turns. I, th- I just felt like season one was just f- too flat for me. Mm-hmm. And I just too, not too slow in the storytelling, but it just I just didn't care about any of those people at mm-hmm. all. You know, where season two and season three, like, that. so they brought some new characters in season three for fear. Um, it was funny, like, uh, you'll see uh, tie-ins of other shows, like Walking Dead has, you know, three, three actors who were on The Wire. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then for season three of Fear was three actors who were on Deadwood, another Mm -hmm. HBO show, um, all tied into, you know, season three of Fear. Um, So it's just funny. I just love that how you have these different actors that have previously worked together uh, on different shows. And you can see that, you know, how they work there and how they work on this show. And I just love that. Like when when directors will stay true to their actors and
0: use Mm -hmm. actors in different
1: projects as well. You
0: know, that is good. But I mean, for um, so like back to our like you know predicaments, I guess. So like, I do like that idea. Like, it's it, he's envisioning it, mm-hmm. but then they're not. They're not in Alexandria. They're not. They're somewhere else too. It's not the kingdom that they walk out and they're like this party it kind of right? looks like the kingdom Is the to kingdom? me
1: that's what I thought when he walks out of the really? house it looked like the kingdom to me but I, I don't I don't really know but they're know getting ready
0: that. for like a party right or something like that like
1: yeah well St- Michonne makes a comment says uh, or Judah says they made a really big owl and, and Michonne says they're taking this festival very seriously this year so almost to me it sounds like it's almost like a celebration like an independence day mm. you know like a, they made it into they did a festival. say owl though right yeah, an owl. So an owl yeah. is
0: the only bird that doesn't make its own nest. It invades other people's nests. Perhaps that owl is some yeah. sort of symbology for them like being invaded. or something. I don't know. Like an owl? Yeah. It's also like very pagan in the rituals, I think. There's too. all kinds of different things that are littered in there that, they, yeah. that the Walking Dead writers will do. Mr. Gimple
1: will, will drop things in. Yeah. Like, one of the first things I recognized in the opening, not that the, the opening scene after the credits, was mm-hmm. Carl walking through the gas station as yes. soon as he started to walk down I'm, I looked at my wife and I'm like this is the opening scene
0: from episode one
1: Yeah, and I love that it was like that homage to mm-hmm. you know this is
0: episode 100 you know yeah. with of. and that's where he finds somebody Carl, uh, Carl finds like another yeah <clears> who's, there's who's a, that dude you know that I don't, dude uh, just some random survivor I'm sure he we was might talking some see shit. him like, again was, what was he saying like said something that was just like he just didn't sound normal at first. Reminded like yourself- me
1: of very much of, like, Morgan, without as, without yeah, as, much, well Morgan without as much of a
0: speech. Morgan off his meds. Yeah. By the way, Morgan's vicious now, killing people and stuff. I know. Just went right in there. I missed the cheesemaker, Morgan. You know?
1: Uh, I, I think he it, it went through a lot last season, you know, really? and I still think there's part of him that's there, too. You know, uh... If they hold true to the comic, Negan doesn't die. He's he's captured and kept in the cell where we mm-hmm. saw Dwight last season yeah. at the end of last season. Um, so if if Morgan stays uh, stays how he yeah. was in season six, we might see redemption for yeah. uh, for Negan. You know, and, and and it goes back to what Nick um, what uh, Rick had said too, where uh, mercy prevails over my wrath. You know, am I going to? He gave Negan mercy. Am I going to allow him to to have his life but be in prison? You know, it goes back to I was he was a cop. You know, before and that's what you used to do with people. Instead of taking him out, you put him in jail. It's true, right? You know,
0: because he keeps saying like, "I will kill
1: him." Mm-hmm. Like,
0: let's talk about Negan though, right? So yeah. Carl was a cop. Negan, as we found out, spoilers too, by the way, if you don't want to know this. So. A couple of weeks ago, a graphic novel came out that was a collection of Image Comics Presents. The last two pages for 15 months or so would tell you a little bit of Negan's backstory. Uh, I didn't want to buy 15 issues over the course of 15 months, so I waited for the graphic novel, and I anxiously waited. I you know, I, I, I ordered it. Uh, I picked it up. It wasn't a really large graphic novel, but it did finally get a chance to tell us who Negan was, and I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. I thought that everything that Negan says has always reminded me of, like, Mr. Laux or, like, one of these dudes that we had back in the day. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like, he's a gym teacher, ladies and gentlemen. So Negan was, uh, from what I gather, a public school teacher. He would meet with kids after school to give them tips, and sometimes he would use suggestive language to get his point across. Uh How did you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, it it definitely held true that uh, it wasn't like this guy who who... Well, we were just introduced to him like that, you know, in the show. Yeah, we but it, it kinda gave you the the feel that he had always kinda been this guy. You mm-hmm. know, just his his difference now is that like he's kinda formulated his rules, right? And you have people who are worker bees and you got people who are dead working on the fence to deter others, and you got people who are lieutenants who get who seek who get the rewards and he's got a lot of set of values too you mm-hmm. know like uh don't rape multiple women multiple
0: wives right yeah which um, is, and then don't rape women but
1: i've got multiple wives right don't yeah. rape women but he's like they're all of their own volition mm-hmm. you could tell that some of them are doing it just to survive but he's like yeah you don't force yourself on any of them if they're game whatever mm-hmm. it is you know and you can kind of see that through the here's negan story that a lot of these things were values that he mm-hmm. had before um you know uh we as viewers look at negan as like the villain right but mm-hmm. you know i think we've it's, talked it's about it before you mm-hmm. know what if the show was flipped what if we what if we saw the whole show from the sanctuary mm-hmm. from the Savior's point of view from the beginning instead of Rick's point of view. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you got this guy, Rick, who's coming in and attacking the outposts and killing off people in the middle of the night. In their sleep. In yeah. their sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, you might ha- we might have a completely different view of how this all shook out if mm-hmm. it was the other way around. Here's you Negan know?
0: definitely does do that, too. I mean, it also lets you know exactly who Lucille was to him. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Lucille uh, was his wife who um, battled cancer. And as she was on her deathbed the incident happened he's mm-hmm. looking out the window yeah he's starting to see people and then she gets up and attacks him he yeah. kills her yeah which messes with him psychologically but the part of the book that i i love the most was it shows the like the complexity of like the, the like negan's like mind and like also like the human mind like you meet these people and like you want them to survive with you and like they're, they're trusting you and they just keep dying like one after the other just keeps dying and like he can't save anybody you know yeah. like he tries as hard as he can but, I mean, Negan, because, I mean, obviously he's athletic, he's a gym teacher, he's able to fend off zombies in a way that other people won't, but I like that, how he, they kept showing him with these new groups of people, uh-huh. and they were like, hey, this, that, or whatever, and then the next, like, caption or the next, like, scene, they're dead. You yeah, know? he's like,
1: like, I'm not even going to learn your name, because yeah. it doesn't even
0: matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. almost As- kind of reminded me of Bob a little bit. Uh, yeah. In that sense, he's was like... Yeah, Bob was like that. Yeah, he's like, every group I'm with, I'm the only survivor. Something yeah, I miss goes Bob. wrong. It's Something tainted me. Tainted <laughs> Something goes wrong, and I'm on the left. He's like, it doesn't matter. He's it does not like, matter. Oh, I'm just gonna go keep drifting along, and that kind of reminded me a little bit of mm-hmm. uh, you know Negan and, and, and Bob were very similar in that sense. Um, yeah, and you start to see uh, him him coming out too, where uh, his leadership definitely came yeah. out at the end of that uh, mm-hmm. story
0: too, where he's just well, he like, meets yeah, up with Dwight's group. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, the, they come together, and I didn't realize that. I mean, yeah. it's, that's got to be different than the book, because the, the movie, or the TV show, it's like a to that Dwight was with his wife, and they came together, something like that. But then there's, like, this other group, and that's when you first see that Negan's, his um, morals Where yeah. like, there's another group, and, like, he, Negan finds his cool-ass leather jacket, yeah. and some woman's cold outside at night, and he offers the jacket, and he's like, you know, she can give you a lot more than that. Yeah. And that's when Negan becomes Negan in that one moment, right. you know? Right. Um, he challenges that guy. Uh, there's a fight. I believe he throws Negan into a barbed wire fence, and then from there, um, it's not his baseball bat. It's somebody else's baseball yeah. bat. Mm-hmm. He picks it up. He doesn't have the barbed wire on it yet, and right. then he bashes this dude's skull in. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's almost like the birth of Lucille. In the birth sense. of Lucille yeah. too. And yeah. it's
0: also there's like this one moment like after he does it and like he he's cracked he's cracked this guy's skull and like you know he realizes the what everyone is feeling because they just witnessed this horrific act and yeah. he kind of goes by the fire and he says I think something to the lines like no no why, why and then he just like stops himself and then like, there's this great frame where you see like his eyes go evil mm-hmm. and then he wraps the baseball bat with yeah. the barbed wire and I was like oh it's uh-huh. so cool I want to see that on the TV show so bad I want to yeah, see it would be that. interesting
1: how they because you know the 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 way they take the, the comic and bring it to the show, they definitely have some liberties on changing things mm-hmm. and, like, expanding on stuff, but it'll be definitely interesting to see how they uh, totally. totally make his uh, origin story uh, an episode. I, I don't know if they're going to do that this season. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty cool if they did. I think I, I
0: read something from Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's aware of it, you know? And I, I, yeah. I, I probably, th- like, even now, like, thinking about it, Kirkman probably had to tell him, like, look, you need to talk like you're a gym teacher that has new rules, you know what I mean? They're your rules now, you know? Yeah. There's so many things that he says that are just so gym teacher, you know? Yeah. I need you to know. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I was in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Well, back to it. Like, yep. Um, but that, and then the way it ends, like, with him just taking on that role, and, like, I was just like, oh, that's such a great, like, I mean, I kind of predicted it. Lucille was probably his wife, you know? Like, yeah. I figured that out, but I didn't I did not know about, you know, how he traveled, like, to Uh and fro. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally sympathize. Like, what you're saying, like, the story, if it was flipped on its, you know, script and, like, the POV changed, I mean, I get, like, I mean, like, in this, like, futuristic world where, like, you know, the police don't exist no more, there's no penitentiaries and stuff Uh like that to put somebody in their place, I guess the only way to do it would be like this, like, you know, people wouldn't forget that and they would fear him. They would fear him so much. Yeah. So I get that, you know what I mean? And plus, I love a good bad guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean it's so it's just
1: we see him as the I you know, we see him as the bad guy because of how he was introduced in the show. But you think back of how like uh when Carl snuck on the truck last season. He gave him mercy. He gave him mercy. He only, Carl killed a couple of the couple of the saviors and What's all say? all he did is he's like I yeah. bet you picked that gun because it makes Looks you look like a badass. Badass. Right? Yeah. He's like, see, You
0: scared me, kid, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, same thing with Sasha. You know, Sasha sneaks in and yeah. kills a couple
0: people and he puts that knife to the dude's Yeah, rapey Dave. Rape <laughs> rapey, rapey Dave. Rapey Dave, that's great. He probably goes <laughs> to, like, casting uh, auditions are like, hey, aren't you Rapey Dave? Yeah, Rapey Dave. But, Welcome, I mean, man. I, you know, I get it and I also get the, you know, why Rick and company want to take him out. And quickly in the, you know, the season premiere, like... I guess there's a time jump because it seems like they did so much reconnaissance work to find out where these posts are. Well, you could, you kind of saw that it wasn't the reco- it wasn't the recon. It was the
1: in- it was the intel. It was Dwight giving them yes, that Dw- information. Okay, that makes Dwight, sense. Dwight Dwight fed them that info as that to where those sense. lookouts were, because um, you'd see the brief uh, sharing of information between Dwight and uh, uh, Daryl when yeah, they were with the, the arrows. Not
0: arrows, bolts. They call them. Oh, excuse was, me. I know. I are calling me. them bolts. But well, they were
1: share, sharing the messages back and forth, and
0: then you see the one; it just says tomorrow. So yeah. To, to Which led me something. to believe that the way would have something to do with the initial conflict at the end. But we'll get there though. So I mean, like the comp. Conf- there was. One oh yeah, I mean, I saw <clears told throat> the episode once. Sometimes I like to watch it twice, but I did like the one where the platform. The guy just falls off the platform. I think a zombie got up there or something. I forget. Well, if you notice where all those guys were on their lookouts,
1: there mm-hmm. were walkers nearby. Very close yes, nearby. Yes. So, like, um, the one where uh, Rick actually sneaks up on the guy. Yeah. Um, and he stabs him and kind of just leaves him laying there. He said, what are you up to, Rick? I saw you. I know what yeah. you're up to. There was a walker chained up to yeah. a pole right mm-hmm. there. Same thing with the guy who was up in the perch. There was a walker down below. They keep him close by, almost like a camouflage, like Michonne yeah. would do with her pets, to where there's a them. camouflage yeah, that's there. That's a good point. So, um yeah, but the uh, the intel that Dwight was giving them to help them, mm-hmm. you know, kind of take out Negan, uh, you know, and it's funny too when he, when uh, they approach the sanctuary and Rick mm-hmm. kind of gives his, uh, you know, like, hey, yeah, my dick's pretty big now, Negan, well, what do you want to yeah. do? You know, mm-hmm. Nick, Negan kind of like gave that nod, like, we're going to play this, you know, even yeah. though I know mine's bigger. And uh, Rick kind of calls all the lieutenants out. He's like, yeah, I know all you guys. I know all your names except for uh, Regina. He mm-hmm. knew everybody else, you know, Gavin and and uh, Dwight yeah. and Simon. He's like, all right, yeah, this
0: is the deal. And he offered offer them. Right. Yeah. You guys
1: can all have your lives. I just We just want to take out Negan and mm-hmm. that'll be it. You know, and, uh, and you kind of see the pause. Like even Gavin's like, all right, let's take a timeout here mm-hmm. and just uh, pause for a minute. So you definitely see that there's – some dissension in the ranks. Like we are, we as the viewers know that Dwight is already working with the with rest Rick, of our yeah. with the rest of our crew, um, but you could tell there's some pause in Gavin's voice there too when he says like yes. hey, Let's hold up. Simon
0: definitely is Megan's right hand man. I love Simon. When yeah. they brought oh, out Gregory, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, you know, what I mean, like, I knew exactly where that was. going The guy who plays Gregory he's such a dick, dude. Oh, Xander like, Berkeley, yeah. But I mean, he's not a, like. Uh, but the role of Gregory, God, that is like oh, you know, no. such a weasel. And just like you know, then when Jesus calls out, the hilltop is with Maggie. Like, <laughs> oh my god! But I mean, like, well, it's well, funny one, how... One correlation that we just made. Uh, I just thought in my head, like, is, maybe like. I didn't think of it on Sunday night, but a nod to Dawn of the Dead, the the reboot, with the way that they decked out their cars, mm-hmm. because they yeah. did that in the finale, you know, yeah. I like that, and I'm like, yeah. what are they doing, and, like, I like how they were, like, all congruent, you know, yeah. like, trying to, like, make this fortress, I, the pro- well, here's my problem, I know Negan's fearless, and I know he's psychotic and stuff like that, but... I would never walk out there with no. just the bat. Right. I never would walk out there. Yeah. I'd walk out. I mean, even when Carl was on in the, the truck, I mean, he pulls a couple people in front of him because he knows, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Neg- is Negan just that crazy? I mean, that he wants to deliver his monologues with no wet. Like, he didn't even have a gun on him, you know? Like... Well he
1: knew that it was coming because mm-hmm. we know now that Gregory was there, talent tell- feed him all that stuff too. So he had his own inside man of the yeah, whole thing did. as yeah. well. So he knew that uh he even said it to Sasha, uh, yeah, at the did. end of last season was like, Hey, I hear that Rick's gearing up to, you know, do some stuff, so uh, that's how they figured out the the Heapsters were involved too, mm-hmm. uh, and they they you know kind of did that double cross. Yeah, they weren't
0: in uh, this 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 uh, season premiere. I yeah, I'm up sure there. they're
1: gonna have those guys. She went to label with Rick. Up. Yeah, Jada's. But yeah, I would. I to your point too. I would never have just Ever. walked out there like yeah, you know, here mm-hmm. it is. Um, but yeah, there's definitely that. There's that just. Fearlessness, I guess, that he has. Yeah, he's just like yeah, whatever. psychotic. Just yeah. coming
0: out there, being like, oh, you know. But I, because he was the first one out. He's the first one to walk out. See, and I, that was this is my main gripe with the episode. And look, I love The Walking Dead, but I'm so like critical of it after eight years of watching <laughs> this. You know what I mean? I was Trying to think, like I was like, it was like 29 when this came out. Like this is it's it's, 2010, right? Yeah. So, um, like. The whole episode's great. We got all these great monologues, and then all of a sudden it starts to feel like a little bit too much. Ezekiel makes this one monologue where we just, you know, he reiterates, like, the points that have just been made, and, like, I'm, like, looking at the clock, and I'm just like, why is it 9.48 and we haven't started, like, battling yet? And, like, yeah, I get the explosions and stuff. It's always great to see Norman Reedus on a motorcycle. Get ready for Ride. It's coming soon, November 5th. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, I... I don't know when you when you put out like an Instagram photograph. It says "All Out War." I was expecting this episode to be the biggest like battle, si- like Game of Thrones style. You know, and like I'm not I'm behind on Game of Thrones, but I do remember reading <sighs> about that one episode where the the battle happened, and it was like a 22 minute sweeping epic. Yeah, and it's also too. I guess like th- like I've become so used to watching stuff like streaming. Like you know, like I stream everything now, mm-hmm. so there's no commercials. Yeah, so this is the only show I watch old school like yeah. 15 years old style you know yeah. what i mean like live and i was just like the time like the time i was just like oh man i want so much more out of this one you know i'm on the other end of that i i, I can
1: i think that you know the all-out war is going to be uh seasonal it's going to be the entire season that it's going to be the battle between the the groups mm-hmm. um okay. for me i like that they kind of pace themselves a little bit in this episode uh, going back to uh, season uh, six opener right uh, where they're in they're captured in terminus at the end of season five mm-hmm. season six Cal comes in boom saves the day um and it was over within one episode like mm-hmm. I was I was actually hoping for a little bit more of them actually being captive in terminus and having that play out a little yeah. bit more where it just happened so quickly I was I was as a viewer I was a little disappointed in that. So I like that they have, not drug it out, but they've start like, yeah, this is the beginning of the war. Like, they got themselves battle-prepped. There was a lot of planning, that you're right, that went into that, where they had, they corralled the horde uh, to come up the highway. They planted mm-hmm. the explosions in different spots. And um,
0: it made everybody made, want to twizzle made,
1: Yeah, made the cars uh, reinforced, mm-hmm. and they sacrificed the RV, you know, um, yeah. for the explosion yeah, and yeah. that. You know, but just kind of get everything in place, and then they also attacked an outpost. We saw at the very end of that episode, they 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 start to attack an outpost. So I think it's going to be, it yeah. is all out war, but I
0: think it's going to take a while to show while. Because, because there's lots of outposts. Correct. Yeah, yeah. it's so huge the sanctuary. That, yeah, so there's lots of places because we learned that with Michonne last mm-hmm. year. You know, just, I, did, I, did, I didn't realize until you just said it, but they blew up the RV that Negan gave him. Right? Negan gave that to him. He's like, "You're gonna need it. you're gonna need it to haul the shit you're gonna be getting for me." Well, he left it for them
1: at the beginning was of it season theirs, seven. It was there, right? so okay, It was cool, there to totally begin with. Right, yeah, that's right.
0: the one that Eugene was riding in. Yeah,
1: they'd let Eugene leave by himself to try to take off, and they captured Eugene right away. Poor Eugene up there
0: would uh, stand next to Negan not knowing what to do. Like, he knew shit's about to hit, uh-huh. you know, but he's like...
1: Yeah, he even tried to reason with Rick yeah. for a second, too. Rick's like, nope, nope. I know who, I know you, who are. you are. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you are.
0: so There's You, you so actually you much, met Eugene, right? Uh, you, what's his real name? Josh McDermott. And you say it was very cool to you, right? Yeah, he's funny, man. He's yeah. a funny
1: dude, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, we were standing in line. My wife and I went, uh, stood in his line. And you could just see how the interactions he had with different people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you're just – you're right there. And you kind of see all the interactions mm-hmm. he has with all the other people. And he actually – it was um, – you could get a, something signed by him or take a selfie. And he actually took the selfies with you. We, he took like five or six – or no, more than that. It was probably like ten pictures he took with us. And, you know, we made different oh, faces awesome. and stuff. And so I walked up to him and I was like, yeah, you, you're, you're kind of a funny guy. I was like, I think – I think if circumstances were different, you and I would be friends. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't know about all that. And he's like, her I'd probably be friends with. And I'd said uh, that to my wife in line. I'm like, wow, she's going to say something like he'd rather be friends with you. And I was like, see, I told you he was going to say that. Eugene brings the sex. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, do you have low self-esteem? I was like, yeah, obviously, That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. I was like, obviously, yeah. and then uh, he's like, oh, and he like leaned over and gave me a hug, and I was like, yeah. See, I knew we would be friends. That's cool. Yeah, he's and uh, how was
0: Austin? Place Dwight. Austin
1: was very uh, just right to the point. Mm. Got my line. There was nobody there. We got in his line. We got a, a photograph mm. uh, signed by him and a he's picture. Still he kid, took right, isn't he, he? Like 28, 29? I don't know. He seemed very. He seemed standoffish, but mm. there was. Um, Somebody that my wife works with that said that she had gone to the airport the day before when they all came in mm-hmm. and saw them all get off their flights. And she was there, stayed to the very end. Austin was the last one who came in at, like, 1 o'clock. So if he came in to Philly 1, got tired. to his hotel, he might have yeah. been tired. But whatever, dude.
0: You're- I didn't even think of that. People come, the Atlanta to Philly flight it must have been, like, everybody at the airport, like, all yeah. the... The Walking Dead fans Trying to So he was very quick yeah. It was like You know We just were like
1: Hey what's up mm-hmm. And uh, I was wearing a, uh, um, a Shirt of Jack Nicholson's face From The Shining And mm-hmm. Austin was the first one We walked up to I did fanboy a little bit When we walked up to him And he was uh, He was like Oh I like your shirt I was like Oh thanks man It's from The Shining yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Yeah That's I'm amazing. like oh what he, an asshole he's, Look, young like,
0: enough, he's young enough that he might not even see The Shining.
1: well yeah well so that was the other thing so right. I walked up to Josh McDermott he was like oh that's a cool shirt I was like thanks man and he's like yeah I've never seen The shiny. I was like what really I was like dude you've never seen The shiny? he's like nah I've never seen it's too scary for me I was like ah oh, stop you're on The Walking Dead right so but I actually had a conversation mm-hmm. with Lenny James too we met uh, plays Morgan uh, so he was in that's the second th- time you met him right no the first year we <laughs> went we did a photo op with Seth Gilliam mm-hmm. and. uh I'm such a huge Wire fan. I was wearing actually a shirt from, uh, it was Omar from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, from The Wire. And, uh, Omar. Seth looked at my shirt and was like, oh my God, that's mm-hmm. awesome. He's like, you know, I think The Wire is the best TV series ever on TV. I was like, oh my God, me too. I've been saying
0: that for years. I, you know, I, 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 it's the one show I had, haven't seen yet. Oh my God. You, you gotta know. watch and it. I've watched all the HBO shows except for that one. Yeah. And I think it. there was a reason for it. So I, good. I, I think I didn't have it or something, but. Anyway, anyway, so, yeah. um, so this year,
1: the same location in the booth where um, uh, Seth was last year, uh, Lenny James was at this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so we walked up and uh, he's like, hey, hello, how are you? And I was like, great. And he's like, where are you guys from? And I was like, Conchahawken. He's like, Conchahawken. And he's like pronouncing mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about where I'm from. I want to talk to you about yeah. last year we came to this event and uh seth was in the spot he's like oh were you hoping to see seth again i was like no 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 i i wasn't disappointed that you were in his mm-hmm. spot i was just when there was a moment we were standing in line and you came up from behind the the booth and you said hi to seth and you guys like embraced in this hug that was just like epic it was like it's how you greet mm-hmm. somebody that you're it's you're fa- a family member and mm-hmm. it was just like long and i'm just standing there geeking out like wow, uh, Morgan and Father Gabriel are, like, embracing each other right now, and why am I not taking a picture of this? And Mm -hmm. he just started cracking up, and I was like, yeah, I just missed the opportunity to, like, kind of capture that.
0: There hasn't been a lot of scenes between those two characters, has there? Um, no. There would be, too. No, there hasn't. like, you know? Yeah.
1: No, there hasn't been, um... But yeah, he was really cool. Lenny James is pretty cool, and uh, mm-hmm. and then I said to, uh, to him, I was like, yeah, I was like, and kudos to you, man. Uh, you know, what job well done? Like, you know, uh, for your accent. I remember you yeah. know years ago watching you on and in, in snatch, and then all of a sudden, you know, this show comes out and first episode, you're there and you like put on this southern accent. I'm just like in awe of how you yeah. do such. They really a do a good job. Really yeah. good job on on this accent, and it's just Lincoln it's too amazes I mean, me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, thank you very much, and you know, mm-hmm. and, this ac- and it's British accent, and his. British accent
0: I love Morgan I hope he doesn't go anywhere and I hope he doesn't stay dark because like that's I think cheesemakers probably that and no man's land are like my two favorites like mm-hmm. I love those episodes so much yeah. I think they're the same season too but I mean like yeah I I love those that's the cheesemaker story I was like ah oh, I remember like thinking that week like this story's so good right now why are we doing a one off episode yeah I think i watched the cheesemaker episode maybe like five six times <laughs> yeah you know and um so like Father Gabriel. It's a good transition here. I mean, I guess the whole the premiere all comes down to Father Gabriel. He's trying to give. He he has the chance to. Who was it? It's, it's Gregory, right? Mm-hmm. It's Gregory. Yeah. He, he he could yeah. let Gregory just be eaten alive by the horde, yep. but instead he does the right thing, the humane thing, which would be to go and save him.
1: Yep. Well, it's just <clears throat> it's again it's it's glimpses of uh, that these characters still have. Values that are ingrained in them that, mm-hmm. that were there uh prior to the apocalypse right and they still have these values and these beliefs that they are still human, even though they are the walking dead they uh, still have mm-hmm. these things that they that ring true and one of them for Gabriel was that he carried a lot of guilt mm-hmm. when we first saw him uh, get introduced and for for mm-hmm. you know letting his parishioners die and then we see him like uh dime out Rick's group to Deanna,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, when they get to Alexandria, yeah. like, hey, this isn't a good group. You should be watchful. He's got right? his but mind then. He tries to get Rosita to kill him. And he
0: walks up on a walker like He wants to die. Right. Mm-hmm. So
1: you see this, like, battle he has, and then you see him start to get more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is the world we live in. This is who,
0: you know, I- mm-hmm. I'm with Rick. I'm I'm going to follow he Rick. He had the turning and- point where, where uh, No Man's Land, actually, where he takes Judith, right? Mm-hmm. And he has this line or something like, "You think you can do this?" He's like, "I." What does he say? Like, "I have to," or like, "Yeah,"
1: something like, yeah, that. "Yeah." He's right? like, "You like, trust me to guard Alexandria? Yeah. You trust Alexandria in my hands?" And he's like, "Absolutely." Yeah, you know, Rick says, "Absolutely," to him, and so I mean, it's but he still fate. has that part of him mm-hmm. that's like, "Yeah," like we're attacking this other group, yet I see another human being that's in trouble, and mm-hmm. I'm, and you see that split second where he's like ah ah shit all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go help xander even though he's kind of a dick yeah and he is you know ratting us out and he's obviously standing with the saviors now he goes to try to save him anyway it's true uh and it and it flips on him because xander is who he is he's a coward he's been a coward since we've met him he's never killed a walker he's never killed a person i think the only time he's been out of the walls is a few times we've seen him with – the one time with Maggie and then when he went over to the sanctuary where uh, – Yes. When Simon told him to come see me and then this episode. Like he he's probably never left the hilltop other than those three times since this all went down. That's true. Um, he's always just been – and it's so funny to me how he was actually able to get in his position as the leader of the hilltop.
0: Yeah. Because he's not – he he's – He had some ties to the property though or something like that, right? Like he – I was trying to remember something on how along that the lines of about. that building per se. It was an historical property or something like that. We could. He's in the books too, right? He's yeah. in the books. I wonder yeah. if that's the same. But yeah, I thought that that like, uh, you know, like their play of like bringing out Gregory, you know, is like being like here's the the yeah. diamond, you know, like no, we know that ain't gonna work, yeah, you know.
1: Well, they don't. I mean, they're not uh, privy to the fact that like our group, our Alexandrians, kind of has split too. You got uh Morgan and Carol are pretty much at the kingdom now. Like that's that's where they pretty call much, home. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. ever since last season, um, they've stayed there. You know, and you mm-hmm. got Maggie last season went to the hilltop because 'cause Dr. Carson. Yeah. Uh she's taken over. She's that's that's where she stayed too. So mm-hmm. even though they're part of, you know, Rick's group, like they've kind of split and they've branched off and, and, you know, been their own leaders in other places. Like I even did, though I... Ezekiel is the yeah. you know king at the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like Carol's definitely his second hand woman. for he's sure. In love with Carol. Oh yeah, for I sure. Can't wait to
0: see that romance blossom. Right, that you're you're shipping that. I like when Rick said um, mm-hmm. to Maggie, he "Said uh, after this, I'll follow you." I yeah. Was like, All right. You know.
1: Which kind of like leads back to what I said before. Like, it could be the kingdom where he's at in that flash yeah. forward. It could be he's walking out of the house and you know it's the kingdom because that's where Maggie rules. And they made it.
0: Yeah, she could be. She could definitely be the, the king or the queen, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I guess, so. Like Negan, so before all this, so Negan jumps off the platform he's on, and Rick is unloading with his AK, mm-hmm. right? And like, it seems like it looks like a Call of Duty video game for a minute, you yeah. know? And like, he's just like trying to get Negan so bad, you know? Yeah. Like he's trying to kill him. I think they did shoot Negan in the leg, so he is wounded, right? I saw him limping. That's a little what it bit. looked like. Uh, so it didn't look like. <sighs> Wounded later, though. But I mean, well, when
1: shit went down, uh, Rick's counting down to ten, and he gets to six and just opened fire. You mm-hmm. see Negan jump off to the to the left down the staircase, and everybody else kind of runs back through the door inside the sanctuary. Which would be where I would go. Not well. It's kind of hard to tell if him jumping was what hurt his leg, or That's if he point. got shot in the leg. That's you a know, good point, yeah. um, so it's. You, I mean, definitely limping um, uh, away from uh, from Rick's attack, but. You know, uh, it's interesting how they pair these two characters of Negan and Father Gabriel together in the uh, in the shed. Yeah, they get you in know, the shed. Like you got shitting your... pants
0: on. Yeah, I keep <laughs> saying it too. They must have shitting pants. Like three times.
1: Well, and then again, that's back to Negan's you know juvenile way of handling you know uncomfortable situations. Like some people use humor. Case in point, me. But that's
0: exactly. I mean, like them two being together. And them two learning to work together and, like, Father Gabriel's, like, you know, like, when he said to Rick, like, is this about you or is this about us? Yeah. You can totally foresee that they will give Negan mercy, you know, like, Uh I'd like to see, like, it'd be great to see Negan team up with Rick, you know, and, like, having Negan, like, have, like, a moment of clarity, like, I've completely lost it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, you know? And we've never seen that before. I mean, like, Rick has been pretty ruthless since uh, Terminus, right? Like, he's he just started taking people out. Yeah, well, he said that
1: he had that whole dialogue to Morgan. He's like, I don't take chances anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to. You know, like, there was a time where when they were at the prison, they allowed, you know, a council to yeah. take to, to form because he lost his fucking mind. It was, yeah, you know, <laughs> talking to uh, Lori on the phone that didn't exist. and I forgot about that. Um, Which is awesome. That was directly from the comic too. He Mm -hmm. he carried. They weren't at the prison when it happened. He was carrying the phone with him at different locations and talking to Lori on the phone. But um, you know, so you know, he doesn't take chances anymore. I think it would be a really far stretch if uh, the Sanctuary and Alexandria teamed up. I think, I mean, with Negan still at the helm.
0: Yeah, I don't think it needs you know, the helm, um, or something happens to physically disable him, where he becomes weak and needs them, or something.
1: I definitely see Gabriel and Negan getting out of their predicament,
0: yes, but uh, in, an, in an allied way, way. Yeah. and they have to work together. Correct, and that, yeah. And then, like, how does like once Father Gabriel and Negan have bonded, how does Gabriel allow Negan to be a you know? assassinated at the hands of, you know, somebody from, you know, Alexandria or something like that.
1: Well, you look at Morgan's point of view the entire time has been, listen, I don't really want to fight these guys. I will fight them, but I don't really want to. I feel like there's got to be another way. Yeah. And he's kind of lessened that vocalization of that viewpoint. But I think if Gabriel then steps up and says, hey, maybe, maybe – Maybe we show mercy, then. Then Morgan mm-hmm. has an ally in that kind of argument. I mean, that was the whole purpose of him building jail was that yeah he took it from the he took it from the cheesemaker like he
0: built the jail cell. But we know oh, and that, that backfired on him. With, right when Dave Grohl Jr. went nuts, <laughs> I missed I missed right. Dave Grohl Jr. Yeah, I wanted him to stick around. I thought he was a great actor. Yeah, his eyes and everything. He's Australian too. Another Australian oh, yeah. actor. He's killing the yeah. English accent. Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, you know, I definitely it'd be interesting to see how uh. A, if Gabriel still has bullets left in that gun. That's a good Um, point. I think they were writing
0: about that on the internet. Why doesn't he just shoot Negan?
1: He's a priest. Because I don't think he... Because, again, it goes back to he just tried to save um, um, uh, Gregory, which backfired on him. So he still has that part of his humanity. He's like, I just can't cold-bloodedly attack somebody like that. Even though he was shooting his gun at at the sanctuary, he was was definitely like there with the rest of the group. Why did they shoot the windows, Kevin? My theory on the window shooting was A, to draw the herd in. It was noise, right? And then two, was to kind of destroy their cover. Um, You know, shoot out the windows elements are gonna get in if it's gonna rain whatever's gonna come right in there but also it's gonna almost like a diehard effect right when um, John yeah. McClane's in the building and he's barefoot and he says yeah. shoot the glass and there's glass everywhere yeah. so they have to walk across the glass barefoot I, I, those are my theories on those things the, the reason was uh, the know, RV also, goes in
0: what, what does the RV blow up the front door or like the side of the building like I don't even know if the RV
1: blew up the building. It mm-hmm. definitely blew up in the courtyard, yeah. uh, which kind of took down the fence to allow the horde that was yeah. coming to just walk right in. Um, and again, I think that just the shooting of the windows was the, the to make the noise too. To, make the to noise. me, it's so a waste a lot of fucking ammunition. It's a lot, like, yeah. Especially they're, they're constantly shooting guns, and I'm like, well, well, "What guns, are guns doing?" Their
0: bullets are coming from Oceanside, right? So Oceanside's got all those. That's the armory, right? Well, they took all the guns from the.
1: I mean, they took all the so, guns. So yeah, you the want to use it all up, right? I you mean,
0: know? they haven't done any re- reconnaissance work in a while, where they go find weapons, right? Like no. Oh, they that found, one. Yeah, they, the, circus, uh, the uh, carnival. Rick and Michonne
1: right? found the guns at the carnival, mm-hmm. which the heapsters took a good portion of. Yeah, they did. And Rick's group only kept a portion of them. Mm-hmm. Then they went to the ocean side and took the rest of the army that was
0: there. Mm-hmm. But bullets aren't in an endless supply. You know, yeah. to me it's... Well, not with uh, Eugene being over there. Eugene, who knows if Eugene's been making bullets this whole time? We don't know what Eugene's been doing since his right. episode. What's he been doing for Negan? Right. That's, yeah, I mean, there's so many things yet to be had. and you, So you think that All Out War is going to last this entire season?
1: Yeah, or at least a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I think All Out War is going to last the entire season. Because, uh, again, you, you just saw them attack, the initial attack on the Sanctuary... Which yeah. just, hey, we're here. We didn't see any back and forth gunfight. Yep. Right, which Negan kind of alluded to. He's like, I don't think it's smart for me to just allow my people to willy-nilly just run into gunfire against your people, even yeah. though it could happen. You know, we've seen him uh, even though, you know, he's the villain and we, we love to hate him, right? He's definitely been strategic with his attacks on on uh, on, on people, yeah, right? On people, yeah. So like we saw last season. Uh, or I'm sorry, the end of season six um, was, you know, them kind of walking up and blocking the road and having mm-hmm. more and more numbers of saviors there. And it was like, and he said, hey, this was a this was a productive day for us. This was just to, yeah. uh, for us to show you who we are. yeah They didn't kill any of those people just outright. It was, we're going to strategically... There's the rules. We're going to kill Glenn just mm-hmm. so you know we're serious and we're going to kill Abraham. Because I think at some level too, like... Negan knows, like, people are a commodity. Yeah. You know, like, there's a lot
0: them. less people that there are dead There's a lot around. of people, too, who, would like, like, you know, when, um, when, um, I got kind of brain farted right now. Norman Reedus. Sorry, it happens sometimes Darryl, When Daryl jumps up, he's like, and he punches uh, Negan dur- during, the like, you know, the batting sequence. Uh-huh. Anybody else would have killed Daryl right then and there. You know, uh-huh. he would have allowed Dwight to put the bolt through him or whatever. Yep. And he did the same thing when, um, Rosita yeah yeah he definitely doesn't take them
1: out he admires their courage and you know what that is that's a gym teacher
0: gym teacher would do the same thing you know mr locks probably like oh this boy could throw the ball real good but he just told me to go f myself like (laughs) he's (laughs) still playing dodgeball today you know what i mean like um sorry mr locks if you're out there but you were a dick um but yeah i i love negan i think negan's become my favorite part of the show like he's just so like you know I like the governor I thought the governor was cool but it never really, it never really connected with me so much like Negan he's got the best monologues he's funny, you know and like his delivery is just like uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan just kills it yeah. and I think he's a great actor, yeah
1: he's um one of the one of the few actors that have or characters that have just been like introduced with such force. Uh, and you immediately connect with his character. Yeah. Where other characters that we've been introduced to, it's taken time to grow mm-hmm. and, like, get to appreciate that person. Like, uh, Gabriel. Took People hated Gabriel hated. because they're like, you're such a dick. Like, you're a backstabber. You're right yeah. now Rick to Deanna. And, like, you're a coward and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, to see the transition. Like, Negan's been introduced and he's established. Like, this is who he is. Yeah. You know, we haven't had to, like grow to care about him and well, look there's a lot of people
0: that you mm-hmm. know <laughs> uh,
1: one of the uh, a lot of the cast jokes like yeah this is a documentary that we're doing and people take it very seriously that this yeah. is really real yeah. you know
0: and it's happening to them people are like yeah they really we
1: hate you know the, Seth Gilliam was like I got
0: death threats from people because of how I how the character was in this show yeah you know um, didn't Josh McDermott quit social media because of it he, yeah. he's off Instagram because of it Something yeah because happened, people right? yeah because he switched sides and people, were, people was, were like, that's crazy. I mean, like, come on. Like, really? Like, I wonder if they'll ever turn on Norman Reedus. <laughs> like, if Norman, like, something, like, they would never do that, per se. But, no. I mean, the, he is the one character that has the luxury of nobody knows where he's going or right. what he's doing, you know? Like, he was made for TV. Mm-hmm. He Didn't he initially want to be Rick Grimes? He auditioned, auditioned for, for Rick Grimes, and they were like, no, we're going to give you your own role because you're, you're, you know, Dog Saint worthy.
1: Well, yeah, they brought him back to. Uh, they just basically said, "Hey, we have this other character that's completely mm-hmm. uh, um, new to the show; was mm-hmm. never in the comic, and they and they kind of offered him that part." One of the interesting things that I saw too was that when they had John Bernthal in, um, auditioned too, and they had Andrew Lincoln audition, they both auditioned for both roles. One was for Shane. One was for Andrew. Li- uh, one was for Lincoln. I'd love to see
0: Andrew Lincoln do Shane.
1: Well, they did. They had they had them read stuff on both parts it's on the internet. I don't know. Who crazy. knows? I mean, you know. Sometimes like,
0: those things pop up, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But there was
1: auditions that they did. There was tape. I don't know if there's tape, but they said yeah. I could see that. Gail mm-hmm. and her was talking about how they both, you know, read lines with each other as the reverse roles mm-hmm. to see how it would shake out. Um. But uh, I think everybody, uh, you know, goes back to the very beginning. of Frank Darabots' hand was in was mm-hmm. involved was heavily involved. He's still they, suing them too. Well, they never thought it would be as big as it is.
0: You know, it was like
1: if you isn't look Kirkman,
0: at isn't the creator suing AMC still? Like I think he's still so too. suing. There's, uh, was there's... he there at Talking Dead? Yeah. So it's all the litigations and lawsuits he's still up there on well, the stage. Well, but... because
1: at the end of the day, it's still it's, you know, no, it's still huge. part of part of what's going on, and it would be kind of weird if he didn't show up. But but you think about the first six episodes, season one was almost just like, hey, this is just this miniseries that yeah. we're gonna do, you know, and. They,
0: <laughs> Um, it turned into some. It turned into pop culture phenomenon. Oh, it was huge. I mean, I mean there's Walker Stalker conventions now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's funny too. Like uh, <clears throat>
1: there, there was like little uh, shows that they did throughout this week or this weekend, in gearing up for the hundredth episode. And one of them were talking about the rules mm-hmm. that they have for walkers and their different things. And it's so funny how I guess they had to kind of flip it a little bit because season one, um, it was like episode two or three when they were in Atlanta. And Rick and um, uh, Glenn had to go run for the for the truck inside yeah. the yard. There was a walker that actually climbed the fence and ran after them. Yeah,
0: that wouldn't happen. No, so it's funny how like they've off. kind of altered a little bit. Guts, right? That guts episode. That's such a good episode. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. it was it different rules. rules. They were like different ran rules. after them. They were fast zombies. Darabont you know? probably thought, yeah, that was good for the time being. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's crazy that he's gone, and then we you got this guy Gimple, and like you know what I mean. Like there's so many different variations. Which leads me, I guess, to, like, the last question I have for you before we have to wrap up today. So, this is season eight. Apparently, this was the lowest um, season premiere viewership, which is still, I mean, like, it's, like, at 14 million. No other show has 14 million. It still is, like, Mm -hmm. at at a... I mean, the highest was 17 million, right? Mm -hmm. 14 million. We're at season eight. Kirkman is at, what, 144 issues in. We're somewhere around, like, 120 or something like that. How many years more do you think we got of this? Um...
1: If there's still um, if there's still a draw for it, if they can still ride the train all the way out, mm-hmm. I, I'd say at least
0: three to five, three to five more. Yeah,
1: I could see them drawing out that much longer. I mean, though, there's a sure. show
0: called Supernatural, which Jeffrey Dean Morgan I think made a couple appearances on. That's lasted maybe what twelve, thirteen seasons. But I mean, like. Law & Order, how long has Law & Order been on TV for? Like 25 plus, Simpsons have been on for you. Simpsons is the longest running. So, I mean, like, I could see, like, the, you know, uh, reboots and stuff like that, but I guess at some point, though, it will be the biggest series finale ever, when The Walking Dead decides to close its chapter, you know, close its book for good, like, you know, seeing the end. Of those characters, I can't, like, there'd be so many viewers, like, that they would bring them all back, you know? Yeah. So the, the stuff I'm reading on, like, Variety and stuff like that is like, oh, it's at a series low because people got so sick of Glenn being beaten to death and Abraham <laughs> being beat. Like, it's in the book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, to me, that was, like, great storytelling, mm-hmm. and it was, like, stuff that you don't see on TV. Yes, it was very graphic and stuff like that, but it's not meant for an eight, seven-year-old to watch. It's meant right. for adults to right. have some sort of escapism with right. all this insanity that we have to watch on the news in real life. It's sometimes nice to just make believe.
1: Well, it's a friend of mine. that said too. He's like, "Yeah, I, I watched the season seven opener, and then I was it. I kind of tapped out. I was like, like, 'Why? Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, how would you? Would, yeah, like, like I want to see what's going to happen next. What's the aftermath of? What are the yeah. repercussions of 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 this action yeah. that Vegan took? Like." introducing himself to this group like Conception. why wouldn't you want to continue to watch like
0: yeah it's it not was, for everybody it was kind of brutal some of uh, my colleagues was... that I work with are like yeah. well, I don't watch that show yeah it's like it's the main uh, deficiency in the human like so many humans are so quick to tell you oh I hate that band oh you like Pearl Jam I hate that band <laughs> great Thank you for shutting me yeah. down in my entire life for it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I never say that. Like, even if it's a band or a TV show that I know I have no interest in, yeah. I'm like, I'll check it out because yeah. I want to keep the dialogue open. Sure. You know? Well, this, uh, I was talking with a guy at work
1: yesterday, John Marshall. I'm calling you out, dude. He Marshall. Was like, he was like, yeah, I like, I love The Walking Dead. I've been watching it. But then he proceeded to tell me all these things that he doesn't like about the show and how, like, uh, you yeah. know, it's, um, uh, you know, you don't exactly. really see as much dead anymore. And, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Because they've gotten to a place where can't it's, it's a show yeah. called The Walking Dead, but you don't have to focus so much on, hey, there's fucking zombies everywhere. Yeah. You can actually have a show mm-hmm. on its own, but go, yeah, you know what? Zombies are in the background. It's just part of what the show is. You The know? story of these people,
0: too. Yeah. I, I I mean, like look, sometimes I'm very critical of it just because, I mean... First am I'm, I'm a writer I, I, I still do my pen and screenplay writing and stuff like that so I'm always trying to learn I definitely learned from the walking dead you know like great storytelling and stuff like that but sometimes you know like it's fun to criticize it but at the same time I love the show. Mm-hmm. I love tuning in on Sunday nights. I love like when it's like 8.48 and I'm like oh it's coming <laughs> up you know what I mean like that feeling like you know and that's like the type of feeling too that will be lost in uh-huh. 10, 15 years. There will yeah. be no more live television. Yeah. I mean there, there may be but people aren't going to watch it like that no more. They're not going to experience it all together anymore. They're going to experience it in different you know like chapters of their lives and then they're going to spoil it for one another and like It's, like, one thing that's, like, left over from my childhood that I, 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 you know. And my wife gets it. Thank you, Teresa. She would never listen to this whole podcast (laughs) she's not into The Walking Dead. But she knows when it's 9 o'clock on Sundays and you hear that music that she's Uh. like, all right, I'm going to go do my thing, Bob. You have fun. You know what I mean? Like, she gets it that I need to have that little bit of escapism,
1: you know. Well, I think going back to that we said too like the I don't know that you know you definitely have more information than I do on, on the statistics as far as the the ratings uh, and season premiere wise and yeah. stuff too. But you know I think a lot of it is you know people do stream stuff. Uh, also, they stream. Yeah, last, or they watch the it. The entire last season was told from the almost from the viewpoint of Negan and his group, whereas we're so used to it being the other way. Exactly. Got like, this new character, we hating him, and we're like, ah, I don't want to see this. You know, but.
0: You know, it is what it is, man. Yeah, but you gotta you to change the narrative, season, though. I mean, yeah. like, TV shows that stick with the same format, don't last, mm-hmm. per se, for a long time. Yep. Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to find the exact numbers. But, I mean, like... I don't I, I could. I mean, I could watch a whole episode, you know... I mean, even, like, the worst episode, like, you, you could watch it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like... Um, so it says here, yeah. This past weekend, so AMC's *The Walking Dead* return with its hundredth episode. Blah blah blah. The lowest premiere since its third year. So let's see here. Season three it attracted ten point eight six million. Uh, season eight, which we just saw, was eleven point four. Which that ratio is like. Okay, Google stop. Um, season seven had seventeen point three because seventeen point three was to see you know obviously who who's meat vegan fat you yeah. know what I mean but like that a lot of that too is cliffhanger stuff mm-hmm. you know Yep. but I mean like numbers don't lie whatever but yeah you're very correct in saying that you know one of the key demographics that you really can't you can't like chart is streaming or mm-hmm. watching it on demand or you know like. But, I mean, I hope it goes, like you said, three to five more years. It, it would be cool to, like, have it go, like, I don't want to do 10, like, 13 or, four, you know, like, to have it go that far, because I know we got a bunch of stuff left to come. There's, mm-hmm. like, there's the Whisperers, there's yep. a whole bunch of stuff. There's little stories um, that
1: have to come out, too.
0: Yeah, so, like, there's a couple of different things we want to see, and there's lots of storylines, too, that are still wide open, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so many different aspects that we want to see on the show. I mean, yeah, now we got Old Man Rick and, you know... Black don't crack Michonne, doing her thing. I, I, I'm glad she said that too, because like the whole like the last two days, I'm just thinking like she looked the same to me. And yeah. Then like I didn't really put that together, yeah. but that is very true. Um, and uh, you know, old man or mid twenties Carl, <laughs> and like there is talk too that like the the so the Walking Dead the comic at one point it would end with Rick, you know, obviously dying, and then Carl taking over, mm-hmm. which you know would make sense too, because it's yeah. you know like Carl like. What is he, like 16 now? Like in like five, seven years, he'll be like, you know, a young actor. Totally mm-hmm. different looking, you know? Yeah. Um, with one eye and like, you know, he almost mm. lost a hand. Like that dude, like, you know, that character could be pretty strong. I think know? he's
1: badass. My wife hates him. There's a yeah. there's a following of people that just hate Carl. Oh, I think he's character. great. I, I like him. I like I, I've character. loved him ever he's since the chocolate so, pudding. There's been so many things that he's gone mm-hmm. through to... to Um, uh, mold and shape him uh, Mm -hmm. in his character that like you see him just as this wimpy ass little kid to you know um, being a badass being a badass yeah like yeah he took things in his own hand and like went and attacked me he's Mm -hmm. been shot twice yeah you know lost an eye when
0: when, uh, Rick's about to take out you know uh, his son's hand with the axe he's like just do it dad yeah you know and it's just like oh man you know like Mm -hmm. this kid's that prepared you know and like he's been robbed of his childhood Mm -hmm. that dynamic could be huge too because it's like any of those young kids as they get older and there is no youth you know what I mean like there's cel- like what well, we got Judith and stuff like that but we don't see too many kids running around like what happens to the mindset it's almost kind of like what's happened with the kids out there today you don't see them on bicycles you don't see them in valley green scouring the woods you see them with their heads down on the corner checking Facebook and social mm-hmm. media Yep. by the way too the plague of today is not the zombies it's being stopped at a red light I look around myself at red lights Everybody is looking down at their phones. Social social media has become everybody's co-pilot. You see your phone there, and you're like, oh, I want to touch it. I want to touch it so bad. You know, (laughs) I want to know. Is somebody like my stuff on Instagram? And it's become an impulse. It's become an impulse that's, you know, like blowing bubbles when you're chewing gum. Oh, I'm at a red light. Somebody's going to get hurt one day, and and there's lots of people who probably have gotten hurt. Mm -hmm. So that's my message to you now. Put your phone down. I see it every morning on my way to work. There's kids on school buses. For Christ's sake, social media can wait, you know? That's how I feel.
1: Cahill, 2020.
0: That's it. And unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap things up. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to try to do this weekly, um, recapping each episode of The Walking Dead here on the Deadcast. Let's just officially call it what it is, with Kevin Quinn. I, I do believe that, Kevin, this is this marks your, um, I can't tell you how many appearances, but I do believe that you are now on the running for the most consecutive times on the show. And, you know. So thanks very much for coming over here to the lounge. Uh, Tune in, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of Bobcasts.